Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, let's do this podcast 445. Kurt Mortensen here as we learn to maximize your influence, take your life, your drink to the next level, and just get you more tools. Quit dinking around with the four or five, maybe six persuasion influence tools you have. Let's get you more tools, put them in your toolbox, and get you to influence on command with charisma. Talk about a valuable life skill. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Remember to hit like, subscribe, tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. You can find it under Maximize Your Influence at iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and of course, MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Hope you're out there benchmarking the great persuaders, avoiding the anti-suaders, and learning what to do and not to do. There's been some great changes we'll talk about in the world of persuasion, influence, and sales. Some trends we'll be taking a look at, because it used to be just show up, data dump, use your closing skills, and that was enough. Now, it's not like that anymore. You have to start where they are in their brain. Because before, with influence and sales, they knew nothing about your product, your service, You had to start from A to Z. Now they've done research, which most of them have. We'll talk about that. And you need to find out where they are in the persuasion sales process. So we'll get to that. Stay tuned. Hope you're having an incredible week, achieving those goals, persuading with power. I focus this week on seminars on how do you get those results without authority? How do you influence up? I mean, influencing down, anybody can do that. Although that is getting a little more difficult with people's perception of, or how can I put this... They don't respect as much authority as they used to. But how do you lead the leader, especially those that have that imposter syndrome, which could be, depending on the study, 70, 75% of the people that you're trying to influence, especially in a workplace. And if you want the full podcast, go to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com is when people feel like imposters, that they're not smart enough. They shouldn't got the raise or the promotion, lead the team. They're going to be exposed. What if they are shown they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. Maybe everyone's remembering past victories and they aren't. That takes a little talent to do because they have the emergency brake on and are not going very fast. They have checked out. Or even worse, those that have checked out. We see this around the world. We see this a lot with government agencies where, I mean, they can't get fired for the most part. They've retired, but they're still working for another five years. (laughs) You're not getting anything done. So let me know at Kurt, K-O-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com if you want me to spend more time on those topics, but they're huge. That's a very popular topic right now because influencing to the side, influencing up is a lot different than influencing down. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the persuasion blunder. Homer. Go, go, go. Now this goes into translations. Word choice. We've talked a lot about that if you studied maximum influence with the loverable packaging. And translations have always fascinated me. I mean, I think we all get a persuasion blunder trying to translate through Google Translate. Hey, what a great service. It's been very helpful to get close, but sometimes it does words you're like, what? 
or translated the wrong way or means the wrong thing. So you have to be very careful with that. This was in Croatia, in Europe, and this was on a menu. And I think menus are a big place where people make mistakes. And I'll say home runs too. Verbal packaging, a great menu when you read something and it sounds really good. I mean, that would be a home run. This was for a condiment, I believe mayo, some type of mayo aside, <laughs> and was translated as unhealthy but juicy edition. <laughs> hey, put it out there, unhealthy but juicy edition. So that's not necessarily a translation thing, that's just being blunt. It's like the cigarette cart in many places in the world that have pictures of lung cancer on it, and people, hey, look, look what I have. And it's like, no, that's supposed to deter you from smoking. In fact, that reminded me, and I just looked it up, the grill, the restaurant called Heart Attack Cafe. <laughs> I think there's a couple locations. The one I'm looking at is in Vegas to where they're just blunt. There's no sugar coating. In fact, if you weigh over 350 pounds, I think that's well over 150 kilos, you can eat for free. <laughs> Imagine that. And so the waiters and waitresses actually wear nurse-type outfits, and they don't hide it. Yeah, this is not good for you. This is the Heart Attack Cafe. And just looking at their menu, you get a burger. It's called a single bypass burger. But get this. You can get an octuple. That's eight. I'm looking at a picture of this. Eight patties. I, don't, I, that's, I mean, you can't even eat that thing. I mean, you can eat it, but not with your holding it with your mouth. You probably have to cut it up in different pieces. They have a coronary dog and other items. Oh, and it says cash only. Maybe that's because <laughs> they don't want to wait that long for your credit card to process. Maybe you even have to pay up front. But man, I'm looking at that burger. That is a mean looking burger. They even put butter I'm looking at. Looks like in their malts. Oh, and here's another fun thing. The wine they serve is served in an IV drip bag, if you know what that is. So... <laughs> Sometimes being blunt can be good, but hey, just like they say, it's unhealthy, but delicious. But then you look on the other side here to where Kentucky Fried Chicken has changed their name to KFC because of the word fried. I think there's other reasons there. The Pantagonian toothfish from South America that was shipped to various countries and people don't, hey, yeah, get the toothfish. And that feeling you get inside is a subconscious trigger, which we know is the majority of persuasion. It has to feel right. In fact, it was interesting, I was reading the other day that the part of the brain, if it gets damaged, that helps you with the feeling, that it's feeling right, if that gets damaged, that you just can't make decisions. The logic is not enough. Or how about when you go to a nice steak restaurant? They try to cover it up a little bit. Not like these other guys. <laughs> they say, you know, what's the difference between your filet mignon and your ribeye? They're like, well, the ribeye's a little more marbled. You're like, oh, more fat, huh? But they don't say that for a reason. They even did a study with the hamburger. We've talked about this one where they had this hamburger, same batch, two groups of people. First group, hey, try it out. It's 75% lean. And the second group, they said it's 25% fat. Now, I don't know if, if they use that inflection, but it made a big difference in testing it out for quality and how good they said it was. So interesting things. I guess there's a combination of blunders and some ninjas there. That's part of the process. That's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. The translation thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about Electrolux, the vacuum manufacturer from Scandinavia. They would import them to the United States and they'd, hey, just take your slogan there and bring it to the other country. Okay. Doesn't always work when it was in English. Nothing sucks like an Electrolux. <laughs> 
Now, who was one of the airlines where they were trying to say fly in leather, first class, was translated to fly naked, and Coors Beer, when they did the Turn It Loose campaign in Spanish, it was suffer from diarrhea. So, we got to watch it. Sometimes the bluntness is good. Sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes it helps to be honest. Just put it out there. Make sure you test it out with your prospects. All right, let's get into our next segment. We're just going to combine the geeky, we'll say website this time, not Scarly article. And email. Oh, boy. Because Lucas from Belgium sent me this article. He says, let's play agree or disagree. I can't remember if that's what I called it before, but hey, this is an article, some based on science, and some looks like opinion, and I'll post this at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. It's a sales trend article. Let's look at what's working. Do I agree, disagree? What do I think? Let's take a look at it. So this is known as 16 latest sales trends and forecasts for this year and next year. Brought to us by Finance Online and put together, let's give a shout out to Astrid Ira. She is a B2B expert that's put some of these together. So even though a lot of this is B2B, I think you're going to see a lot of these trends. And let's go through a few of them. The big three, let's start with those, the top challenges in selling. The top one is competing against low service providers. There is some competition there, and some people do have that knee-jerk reaction. But if people say it's too expensive, you've either blown your presentation or they're lying to you. I mean, it could be true, but a lot of times it's not. It's just a knee-jerk reaction. People know you get what you pay for. What I don't want you to do is to fight on price. Be quality. Be the best. Walmart's the one to fight on price. That's what they do, and that's what they do well. But that's not your job. But I think that's a bigger one than most people think. Again, you need to prove your worth. That's part of it. You got to get them on the phone, on Zoom somehow to show them that the quality is worth it. Another interesting top one there was adding value to customer conversations. I'll say, okay, that's good. Just returning the call. Hey, I'm touching base, which is a cheesy phrase. You don't want to use that one. Just seeing where you're at. When you call back or you have that initial conversation, a couple things here, very important. A lot of times you're like, did you read it? Did you do it? You're ready to go? Of course they're not because they most of them haven't done it. They haven't been thinking about it every day like you. You got to get them back under the ether, get those emotions, talk about what's in it for them. Then and only then you can say, okay, where are we at? Did you read this? Did you do this? Then you could do that. And when you leave a message or having another conversation, add value. Teach them something new, something different, something unique. It's not just a time to touch base, see where you're at. How's it going? It's the time to add value to their conversation. So that one I do agree with. So don't really agree too much with the low cost. I mean, it does come up probably the majority of the time, but rarely does it mean that's the objection. Own up. Did you not build the value? Or is it a knee-jerk reaction trying to get rid of you because you haven't built something in it's for them or you haven't built trust? Second one, interesting, a trend. And we've known this, outsourcing sales, other companies doing it, other countries doing it. They said the top reason, 24%, was to increase efficiency. Second one was increase expertise. And third one was increase flexibility. I have no reason to agree or disagree with that, but it is a trend to outsource that. Although, whew, nobody cares as much about your product service company as much as you do or should. I get the efficiency, but very careful here that nobody will protect your name as much as you will or your company will. 
That's something we all have to learn sometime in our career. So let's go to the next one. Primary benefits of social selling. So this would be social media. Big one at 39%. This is the number one is reduced contact time. So I agree with this. No matter what, social selling, social media, I know there's going to be some changes out there. Web3, different things happening. There'll be some adjustments, but social media, having friends like a product or service, recommending a product or service is always top of the list. That's social validation. So that top one, reduced contact time, that's real to where you're borrowing credibility. When a friend recommends something or puts in a link or recommends something or gives something a shout out, that does increase trust. So it means less time with trust and, of course, reduced contract time. The second one is increased leads. If it's done the right way, I've seen where people spend a lot of money and don't get a lot of leads. So that could be a fact or fiction, agree or disagree there. When it's done right, absolutely. But it takes a while to dial it in to get it done right. People want to be one and done, one campaign, but that rarely that first campaign is profitable. And interesting, the third one at 31%, deeper relationships with clients. Maybe? I mean, things I've seen and bought off social media, I don't have a deeper relation with them. I guess it could because you're in their contact page maybe and you can comment on what's happening with them and their family. That could be part of it. And the fourth one is interesting at 24%, improved lead conversion rate, which that's true. I think conversion through social media when it's done right could do that. So let's look at this number here. 87% of high growth companies are using value-based selling. That's selling the values and selling the benefits. So that has been a trend. I think that backs up and being less salesy, being more of a consultant, showing the value, what's in it for them understanding their wants and needs. So I will agree with that one. Here's an interesting number. I'm not sure where they got it. Maybe this comes from the B2B arena, but only 50% of sales reps meet their quotas. And they're saying a lot of the sales are being automated by AI, artificial intelligence, that it boosts productivity. It could lead to greater customer satisfaction. And I'll say mixed on this one, both. I've seen AI just rock it really help out but then i see a lot of resistance with salespeople. it's too complicated how do i use it there's so many different types of ai software they have to use i mean software's there to make your life easier but when there's five or six things you have to do the automation here and you do that i do see a lot of automation when people call in from a cold call and it pops up on your screen this is where they're from this is their favorite coffee this is how much debt they are this is the name of their dog this is where they went to school Kind of scary. It can be very helpful as a persuader, as you know, to have that type of information available. So they predict, probably, I'll agree with it, that adoption with this AI, and there's a lot of different aspects there with sales tasks and gathering information, is that adoption's projected 139% in the next three years. Next beast is the customer experience. You know, where do you get the customer comfortable to give you information? to talk to, to get them to talk to you. Remember, most of them have done research on your company before they even talk to you. I also agree with this. I have no reason to disagree. Is that they say 80% in this study was done in the United States. Say this is the most speed, convenience, knowledge, help, and friendly service are what they're looking for (laughs) with this customer experience. So let me repeat that. Well, of course, speed, convenience, knowledge, help, and friendly service. No reason to disagree on that one because everybody wants that. We just need to crank it up and do a little better. 
hey, I like this, this is my world, training is the key, which is going to be hard. If we're going to hit inflation, downtimes, training's the first thing that people do cancel, but it is the most important, especially in the times where you are trying to be more competitive. They said that finding the right talent and their training is going to have a 353% ROI, it's coming from Hotspot, in the next coming years. Well, I always agree with that. Training always has 5X, 10X. This is 353% return, but it is the easiest for people just kind of cross off the list, especially when times do get tough. In another study where they looked at new sales representatives who only had an average of 10 weeks of training, they said that many of the reps felt their training was insufficient. Another interesting one, CRM. That would be customer relationship management. Usually that's a software. 91% of North American companies have one for their business. 65% of sales reps are using it on their mobile phones. And it looks like over half of the top performing sales teams use a CRM tool. So yeah, when it's done right, I've seen a lot of resistance, too complicated, too many things, too many bells and whistles. I've seen it just suck the life out of salespeople where they just hated it. When it's done the right way and it's easy and simple and saves time, energy, and resources, absolutely. But be careful with that one. So I am mixed, but do agree, done the right way, it's very powerful. Here's one, the millennial factor. We know that millennials embrace technology pretty fast. They're using the internet, they're using mobile phones, they're very tech savvy. But 68% of those millennials are looking for more integrated shopping experience. So they looked at Amazon, which kind of fulfills in all the bells and whistles for that, in order, that are very important for millennials. And I think this is true for everyone. Number one, online reviews. Number two, which is very close, best price and a price comparison. And number three, Amazon recommendations. So there is a shift there. I do agree with that. And finally, let's talk about less friction. So buyers understand sales friction when they're going to inquire about a product. They get passed around from agents, leaving messages, call back, making it hard for them to get the information they need. Or one that I'll add that I've talked about before, and they say, let me transfer you to sales. Or it pops up on your internet, your computer, it says, hi, I'm with sales, how can I help you? It's better to be a consultant and representative. That does reduce friction. One of the big reasons for the friction is incompetent agents not able to answer their questions. Unpopular forms, I'll add to that, forms are too long and even lack of product. So the competence can come from a rep or even the knowledge base on your website, if that's what you're running. But this friction, and I'm green with this probably even more than they're saying, costs billions in lost sales opportunities. So that friction is that resistance. Something went wrong. And remember, I'll add that when everything goes wrong on a website, when you go to a hotel, when you go to a restaurant, when everything goes wrong, you're looking for everything that's wrong. Friction. But when the first couple things go right, then you're looking for things that go right. You're a lot more forgiving. And so a big part of this is the modern shopping cart that you're going to find on the internet. So there you have it. Most of it's spot on. I agree that we've seen those trends. Things are happening. Don't fall into the old school of vomiting, closing skills, talking too much, not listening. Now, those are ones we've talked about, but there are others. But I'll agree with that. I'll put the links at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. All different things you can do. But take something, one of these, adjust, take a look at it. Look at the trends. Look what's happening out there. And that will make you a better persuader, influencer, and a better salesperson. So thanks for being here. Appreciate your feedback. Go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. 
Get your free book, the new edition of Maximum Influence. Just pick up a little shipping and handling and find out about our services, our coaching, our product, our services, our seminars, our training. Anything you want is there. And in fact, I'll put a link, which you can't find anywhere else, to 111 sales hacks. Yeah, well, there's actually over 111 of them. These are sales tool. Three, four minute video every day. Here's the science. Here's the tool. This is how you apply it. And you can go as fast, as slow as you want. It's all online. You can do it on your phone, do it on your computer, whatever you need to do. I'll give you a serious discount, a 90% off discount. Check out the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com because every tool you add to your toolbox, you become a better influencer, a better salesperson, and better yet, you'll be able to go out and persuade with power.